No one likes to feel stuck, especially by your cloud. But the IBM cloud is the most open and secure public cloud for business. It can manage all your apps and data anywhere. Smart loves problems. IBM, let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash flexible. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Michael Obantoni. Chinese scientists have discovered spiders that can be milked. Tony Kornheiser, you know, I've tried for years, but so little comes out. Okay, you couldn't have known about this. You're not in China. You're scared of spiders. Yeah, don't tell me this. Let me just explain something to you. What do you think I have in my teeth? It's spider milk. It's very good and it's healthy for you. No, and some English breakfast. Spider milk. Spider milk. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, the Big 12 looks silly. Michigan looks great. And we've got a heavyweight scuffle. Yeah. But we begin today with tonight's Thursday night game. Another good match. New Orleans at Dallas. The Saints are averaging the most points per game in the league. 37.2. And the Cowboys are allowing the third least per game, 19.4. And the Cowboys are the only team in the league to not allow any opponent to even get to 30. Will Bondi give the Cowboys a decent shot at winning tonight? Tony, I actually do. And by decent, I would say, I don't know, 40%. That's decent. So I'm not going to run out there and say I'm confident or start popping the Cowboys jersey. But I think that Ezekiel Elliott, the combination of Ezekiel Elliott and Amari Cooper, the Cowboys have discovered something, and it makes Dak Prescott's life, it seems, in these last three games, a lot easier. Yes. Um, I, I will say this. Every time Jerry Jones runs his mouth and puts pressure on his team, they seem to not respond for the most part over the last, I don't know, since the departure of Jimmy Johnson. So I, I, I worry about that. But I'm going to so say 40%. What about you? Well, I'm going to take issue with, with what you just said in, in, the, in light of Amari Cooper. Jerry Jones may have done this thing that none of us thought possible, which is bring in somebody in the middle of the season who actually turned the team around in the way Jerry said that he would. If the Cowboys were to win this game tonight, we would not hear anybody talk about fire Jason Garrett for the rest of the season. That would be four in a row. Now, they were god-awful in the first quarter of the season. They were absolutely terrible. Amari Cooper gets there, and it changes things. The whole dynamic. And you don't. You don't think that could happen in football. And it, it, it's happening before your eyes. Do I think they can beat the Saints? I, I don't think they will. No, because I think that Sean Payton, this year, yeah. Sean Payton and Drew Brees are ahead of everybody, including McVay and Goff, this year. So I'm giving them 40%. What chance do you get? I would give them a, li- a little bit lower. What's the number? Is the number seven? And seven and a half? Stop. Six and a half? Win the game. No, I think That's the number, all we're not I think the number is stop. important. Stop. Um, I would give them stop. at home 30, 35%. Look, I'm not going to be... I'm going to be very impressed, not stunned out of my mind if they win the game. But no, I don't think they will win the game. You mentioned teams can't turn around. And I realize it wasn't the middle of the season, but it was almost an overnight change. Khalil Mack, we've seen some... some, some that was some, the beginning. That's okay, the beginning what, of the season. What I'm talking about, Tony, is we have seen one this was like player on the football in. team, which right. is not supposed to be doable, have an enormous... Yeah. On-field impact but, with a team that you don't expect much But this of. was seven games, six, seven games in. Different. It's different. And it was Jerry. And we're so used to Jerry being a carnival barker and it not coming true. And it is coming true. It is. But the Jerry keeps flapping those gums. That's you know. what he does. That's his job. What a deal. It doesn't work. Not it's our job, part. too. The Big 12 championship game will be played Saturday. And one of the sidebar stories is very strange. Oklahoma coach Lincoln Riley has asked the conference if his team would be penalized for making an upside down hook 'em horn sign, which is known out there as horns down, just like this. Anybody and everybody not partial to the University of Texas does it. 
West Virginia was actually penalized for doing it earlier this season. The conference is straddling the line and saying it could penalize some flashes of horns down, but won't go looking for it, whatever the hell that means. Tony, how dumb is it for the Big 12 refs to throw even a single flag for this nonsense? So I have two questions about this. And, and one is the, the down, right, that thing. Is that a code? Is that a signal? Is that dirty? Is that dirty in any way? Is it obscene? According to Texas people, it, apparently it is. Okay, but I mean to the rest They're of the world. They're bothered by it. They're offended. But that's not what I'm talking about. Even Mac Brown, somebody as great as Mac Brown. I'm not talking about that. Let me ask you, because if, it, if it's not dirty, and if the Texas people are allowed to do what they normally do like yeah. this, then this is insane. OK, because at Florida State, you do this and at Florida, you do this and there has to be a counter. There has to be a rejoinder. You can't just legislate this out because the people at Texas are upset about this. This is stupid beyond words. This is the kind of thing that smaller schools and mid-majors and schools who have to go on the road and play these big monsters like Texas. This is the kind of thing they talk about all the time, about how things are stacked against them. NCAA, on the it's field. It's Now we're talking about competition. Is it a gang sign that well, we know what, of? That's what I'm I, asking is it you. Is scene, like the middle finger? Hello, this is what I'm I asking. I don't know. I don't live out there. I don't, I don't even know that this was a was a, a offensive thing to hook them people until today. Right. I never heard of it. You never heard of it. No, so let me tell you, let me quote the Texas quarterback, Sam Ellinger, who says, quote, this gesture disrespects the rich tradition of the University of Texas. What is he talking about? What is he talking about? It's junk. And, and, and those referees. You can't call a penalty on this. You cannot. You shouldn't. Cannot. shouldn't be able to. The Michigan Wolverines basketball team is now 7-0. Included among those seven are a 27-point win at Villanova two weeks ago and a 17-point win over North Carolina last night, a game that caused old Roy to say, quote, right now we stink, and I add parenthetically, dadgummit. Wilbon, should we start talking about Michigan on the same level as Gonzaga and Duke? Not really, Tony, and they may be as good as them, ultimately, and, and it'll really help the schedule that they have coming when they get to, for hopefully for them, you know, April 1st. But, Tony, the, the Big Ten is loaded, and, and Michigan's part of that. Right now, there are seven ranked teams. Michigan, Iowa, Ohio State, which lost last night. Purdue, which lost last night. Indiana, Wisconsin, Michigan State. And then you got a team like Rutgers that goes and wins at Miami. And, and Minnesota and Northwestern are pretty darn good. So you got all these teams that are going to beat up on each other, and they're going to beat up on sometimes on Michigan particularly on the road, and I, I don't think that they're going to have the record that Gonzaga and Duke will have, but they could be as good. I, I want to specifically address the Gonzaga and Duke thing. If Gonzaga hadn't beaten Duke, we wouldn't be talking about Gonzaga. Yeah, we would, we're, no, we like would just be business. talking no, about wrong. Duke. This is a team in Michigan that went to the final game last year. Three starters come back from that team. And they're I, tougher. You know, they play a grittier style. It's not just pretty Michigan basketball. This team is noteworthy already for the tenacity have, that we don't always see out of Michigan lately. They have one of the most underappreciated and underrated coaches yes, in the country they do. today. John Beeline has taken three teams to the NCAAs and won games. He won a game when he was in Richmond. He got to the Elite Eight when he was at West Virginia. He's been to two finals. And, and if you look around the Big Ten, a great basketball conference, there's only one guy. Tom Izzo is the only guy who has exceeded this, who's coaching right now in that league, I believe. You know the coaches better than I. But but you have a chance with Beeline, and you you were in the finals this year. Of course Tony, you should be talked about highly. Yes, you should be talked about. You're wrong about Gonzaga. 
because you because they stay on play too late for you to watch doesn't mean nobody's I'm just watching. saying if they had me just say Duke would be all Duke. Let me just say this. The only thing working against Michigan, which ultimately works for them, is the level of competition in the Big Ten this year could be as so more great teams as get it has been in, I don't know, 30 or more years. So more teams from the Big Ten They'll be fun. They're going to lose some. They're going to get some pops, well, too. That, that, that's, that's okay. It helps you in the long reasonable. run. Completely reasonable. Strength is Tom Izzo always schedules so hard before does. conference. He's, not, he's unafraid of Michigan losing. Michigan not playing cupcakes. Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. Your boy. Are going to fight in Los Angeles on Saturday night for the heavyweight championship of the world or that part of the world that knows who they are. At their press conference yesterday, they got into it in the way that boxers get into it. There was trash talk. There was shoving. This guy took his shirt off. Wilbon, does this make you more interested in this fight? No. No, no, no. No, this fight's been on my radar for a while. And I want to see this. I particularly want to see Deontay. I want to see him because when he leans on people at 6'7 and knocks them out. The other guy's 6'9. 6'9. 6'9. He hits hard, but he doesn't hit as hard as Deontay Wilder. Tony, Deontay Wilder hits so hard, you, you, you're breathless. He is knocking people. They're like spinning around in the ring like it's cartoonish. He's hitting people so hard. No, I, I don't care about that silliness. That's planned stage. Yeah, Everybody do. does yeah. that. I want to watch this fight. So if I understand this correctly, the entire broadcast begins at 9 p.m. The fight um, will begin at 11.30, okay. 11.45. So at 9 p.m., I will still be awake, and I will be <laughs> watching see, college be, football. Yeah. No, I'll be watching college on Saturday night, and so will you. Yeah. be watching college I'll be football. there. I'll be watching if it live. If you want me... To go to pay-per-view, you got to give me Phil and Tiger at this point. I'm happy to do that. This, Something in the this afternoon. is 150,000 times more compelling than Phil and if Tiger this was, at this point. If this was on regular television, Stop. I would certainly watch. Because Stop. here are some numbers. Wilder's 40-0 with 39, 39 knockouts. He knocks you out. And the other guy beat one Fury. of the Klitschko's. Yeah. He won. So that's impressive. He won. Now, These guys but, are six, seven, and six, nine. Okay, but when the other guy uh-huh. took off his shirt, it did not look overwhelming to me. It's not overwhelming. He did not look He's sculpted. going to get he knocked out. He looked like a guy who weighed a lot more in recent vintage. And he also looks sort of like a movie villain. Don't you think he could be a movie villain? Not like in a James Bond like, you mean like movie? Kind of like Jaws Jr.? James Bond kind of movie, don't you think? And he's British, so he could be in the Tony, remake of The Wire. We've and had to know. endure a lot of stuff you and I don't care about in MMA. Yes, this don't. is bo- this is fighting, but this is the sweet science. So, wait, so you, you better take a nap, you, take two naps, take your Geritol, and stay up into popcorn. That is a modern and get in reference. In front of the flat screen, Geritol, Geritol, Geritol. Very good. For those of you people who don't know what that is, <laughs> go back to the 1950s. Google Let's it. Let's take a break. Geritol, G-E-R-I-T-O-L. Details some of the dysfunction between Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy. We will ask Steve Young about that. We'll also ask him whether a defense like the Bears could still look really good. Do you know what Geritol was used for? Tired blood. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah. When was the last time you heard the phrase tired blood? This morning. You did not. I uttered it. You're young blood. <laughs> or bad blood. In here, tired blood. Ever been knocked down? You know, suffered a setback, fired, left out. It happens. It happened to Mike Bloomberg. Middle-class kid, worked his way through college, got a job, started a family. Boom. Fired at 39. What did Mike do? What a lot of us do. We got back up, dove back in. He had an idea. Design a new computer able to crunch data and process information in a unique way. He built it. He sold it. He built more. He sold more. 
He built a team. He built a company, created 20,000 jobs. Bloomberg is a doer. This is Michael Douglas. I've played a president in movies. This is real world. This is our world. Mike Bloomberg has what it takes to win. Unite the country, find some common ground between Democrats and Republicans, and then lead the way a leader should. Mike will get it done. I'm Mike Bloomberg, candidate for president, and I approve this message. Paid for by Mike Bloomberg 2020. In a story we broke wide open in our first segment, week 13 of the NFL season kicks off tonight. So it's a perfect time to bring in Hall of Fame quarterback and my former teammate in the USFL, Steve Young. We were just reminiscing about all those great times. (laughs) There's a Sports Illustrated article that details some of the frustrations between Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers. Should a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, should he be calling his own plays in this day and age? I think it's possible as you you get old enough, Tony, that you have the confidence. And, you know, like you got the coach in your ear, and if you have a symbiotic relationship, which they don't have, then you can kind of work together. and let, You can put the onus on whoever it is. The, the player can actually make the call, but the coach has an idea. It can work both ways. But I think the problem here is that they just – they, I've always, they've always been on the line between toxic tension and creative tension. And when it's creative, it's pretty good. And when it's toxic, it's really bad. They just kind of ride back and forth. And the biggest problem is I don't think it's about Aaron Rodgers calling plays. It's about the offense. About I don't know that he wants to call any of those plays. I think he sees Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. He sees Jared Goff and the Rams. He sees what they're doing. And he's like, hey, I can do that better than those guys. I want to do that. And I think that might be the biggest issue. Let's stay with running quarterbacks for, for 500, and go to Mike Vick, someone you know well. He recommended that Lamar Jackson proceed with caution, Steve, about his running. You ran quite a bit, particularly early in your yep. career. Do you see running as more dangerous now than it used to be, less dangerous? How, how are you on the topic of quarterbacks running now? It's the same. When you want to run as a quarterback is when no one's around. It's awesome. And it's like it works, and, and it's just at the end of the journey, how do you get down? How do you protect yourself? To me, I always felt safer. The most dangerous place is looking down the field trying to throw a 20-yard dig as some guy's coming at your leg, you know what I mean, like, or coming from behind, or that's when you really get hurt. The problem for what he's, well, I think what Michael's talking about to Lamar is, look, as you end the journey, make sure that you do it early. Don't be a hero, because in the NFL, unlike college, you will get hurt. And then those big plays where you actually have to go for it for a big first down or for a touchdown, recognize that you can put yourself at great risk. And so those, those are the places that I always try to be careful. But out there running when no one's around, <laughs> knock yourself out. It's going to be great. Oh, don't knock yourself out. But just go for it. It's not going to be a problem. <laughs> Steve, you probably know that Wilbon has an inordinate love affair with Ben Roethlisberger oh, and stop. treats him like Michael Jordan. Stop. When Roethlisberger <laughs> takes all these little shots at Antonio Brown, does that seem like something or nothing to you? Uh, it, anyone who's been around passive-aggressive people, you know, a parent or someone that's just part of their, their nature, it is, uh, it, it is de- debilitating. Around, and it's a passive-aggressiveness that's in the Pittsburgh locker room, and I've watched it for years, and it's a problem because all these little things, and, and no one's, you know, even Ben at the end of the game in Denver, when he went in front of the cameras, and he was trying to explain how in the world he threw it to a lineman to lose the game. You can hear that it's not me. It's something else. And so it's all this passive aggressiveness between them all that I think has been a problem. The Pittsburgh Steelers have the talent to go run the table every year, and they're not living up to the potential. I think this passive aggressiveness is a, is a piece of the puzzle. Why not? 
It's always up to me to inject some defense into this show because Tony would never do it. We're talking to you. There anyway, is nothing left. Don't even try. It's dead. <laughs> defense is dead. It's mostly dead. You know I agree with that. But there's some teams like my Bears and the Texans to a degree. They play good yeah. defense, but in this day and age, can they stop even for one game? Maybe in January, the Chiefs, the Rams, the Saints, could they do it? No, you're not going to see. I don't believe you're going to see Seattle in 2012 or even what Denver did uh, with Peyton when they just ran the table. I don't think you're going to see a defense. Well, if they play a team that's not like those guys that have those explosive offenses, yes, defense could still rule. You see it game, week to week, game to game, even with the Bears. Why, why you say Houston? Because they can do it to some of the teams. But the teams that are leaning into all these uh, rule changes, outside against corners, middle of the field you can't patrol anymore, can't hit the quarterback, the smart, innovative coaches like Andy Reid, and Sean McVay have leaned in to these rules and exposed the fact that defenses are hampered. They're hamstrung. They are one hand tied behind their back. And so, to me, you will not see those teams. You might be able to slow them down, Michael, to you know a 25, 28-point game, you know something like that, and not 45. But you are not going to run the table on these teams anymore. The, 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 that horse is out of the barn as far as the, the rule changes are, are in full effect, and they've leaned into them. That's not coming backwards. They've done it to make the, the game safe. That's not, they're going to make it less safe to try to help defenses. That's too late. These teams are good. In fact, if you're not the Chiefs, if you're not the Rams, you better start becoming them or you're going to get run over yourself. Get you out of here on this. Drew Brees is 39. He says he feels 23. Tom Brady, of course, is 500 and feels 15, as he always does. <laughs> uh, Brees is having the best season of his career. Do you think that these rule changes that have benefited quarterbacks, do you think we're going to routinely see them playing much longer than they used to? And and yeah. do you want to get back out there is what I'm really yeah, asking. I'm, for, I'm like, hey, what am I, 57? I, I, I want to get out there. I think I – look, the job has – this is not the old man get off my lawn stuff. I Maybe I – I'm just going to tell you how I really feel. The game has gotten significantly easier for quarterbacks. You can't be attacked in the pocket. They can't patrol the middle of the field. This is the stuff I just talked about. And now – you, because of that, and the offense is now more like college, you can, you, you, defenses have capitulated to try to be more sophisticated. They just can't do it. Not enough time with coaches to really kind of cause you problems. You get ahead of that? you just out there. I, I think Drew's going to like, look, you have to drag me off. Tom's like, I, I can play and be 50% even of what I am. I'm so smart with the game that they're asking me to do. I can play to 45. I think he actually can because he doesn't need to be uh, physically 100% or even 95 they can slip down to the 85s and go and still go. I think these guys are saying, "Why?" And I'm paid 35 million dollars a year. I mean, hello, I'm, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to have you. Really, Steve and Jerry should come back now. It's just great. nobody can let's stop them yeah, now. Michael, I I can't, but Jerry believes yes. <laughs> he, he would go tomorrow if you gave him a shot. Let's take one last break. Still to come, Tiger Woods back on the course today. And with Steph Curry out, it's tonight's Warriors-Raptors game still a big deal. People, people played long in the past, but they weren't as effective they were as they are These now when they play the long. They, they just... Happy time. People, happy 30th birthday, Russell Wilson. At the beginning of the season, everyone predicted doom for Seattle because Seattle had systematically sold off or waved off the Legion of Boom. How could Seattle win without that defense? The answer is Russell Wilson. After starting out 0-2, Seattle has won six of their last nine games, and Wilson's offense is at the center of it. His most notable statistic 
is the ratio of 25 touchdown passes to just five interceptions. If he hands the ball off in that second Super Bowl appearance against the Patriots, they got to call all that play. Is Russell Wilson automatically then in the Hall of Fame? Not automatically, but close, because he's got a whole career to get even better. I know, but the start of it was pretty damn <clears> good. <throat> yeah, no, you're right about that. Happy anniversary, Herschel Walker. On this day, 38 years ago, the Georgia running back set the national freshman rushing record at 1,616 yards. That number held for 24 years until someone named Adrian Peterson went for 1925 at Oklahoma. There are very few football players physically ready to go to the NFL right out of high school. Those were two of them, and so is Zion Williamson if he decides to become a tight end. It's one of the great pleasures of my sports writing life to have watched Herschel Walker in college in Sanford Stadium run between the hedges. And I saw Bo Jackson and Jordan here too. Nobody's them. Happy trails to John Sendon's driver. Yesterday in Sendon's home country's Australian PGA Championship, Sendon took back his driver, and the shaft snapped on the downswing. It just snapped. He was basically swinging his hands at that point, not the club. Now, I don't generate enough club head speed to do that, and Wilbon, <laughs> I've played enough with you, you don't either. No. So I guess he's hitting two right from there, right? Two. Because that counts as a stroke. You know, nobody wants to be identified as being that club, that club manufacturer. That's bad. You don't want that publicity, do you? No, 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 not at all. One correction. Apparently, they are still making geritol. See? I am going out to get some tonight That's to good. cure this tired, tired blood. blood. Anemic Let's tired go to the blood. big finish. Let's do it. The Cavs traded Kyle Corbin to the Jazz. Is that a significant move? Yeah, the Jazz are still below 500. They need something to perk them up. I, I bet Kyle Corbin could be that. Tiger shot a 1 over 73. It is in 16th place after the first round of the Hero World Challenge. Your thoughts. 16th place sounds good in a normal tournament with 150. There's 18 people in this. This is not a real tournament. This is four days of guaranteed golf in the Bahamas. You know what this is? This is a member guest. That's what this thing is. Jeff Brom, your boy, is staying at Purdue. Just like he said he was. Are you happy now? I don't care. Just do what you you say you're going to do. No, do what you say you'll do. Now he apparently is. U.S. Soccer reportedly named Greg Berhalter as the new coach of the men's national team. Is he a good hire? He's the coach of the Columbus crew. I know that. He's Carl Yastrzemski's godson. I don't know if that helps you in soccer. I don't know how that But it helps you to be Carl Yastrzemski's godson. Last one, Warriors at Raptors tonight. Is that a significant game? Yeah. Steph Curry's not going to play holding them out till Saturday. But the Warriors got to get themselves together. And in that way, playing Toronto, the best team in the league, is significant. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. And I'm Tony Kornheiser. And I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcast. The big league shout out. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.